with Radio On The Go News, Brian Fancher reporting. A 34-year-old Charles City man was sentenced yesterday to 14 years in federal prison. Thomas J. Downer received the prison term after he entered a guilty plea this past July to distribution of more than 5 grams of pure methamphetamine, possession of multiple destructive devices or pipe bombs, and for possession of firearms as a felon. Downer admitted that he possessed and sold five pipe bombs on October 30, 2020 that were made with plastic plumbing pipe and included BBs and nails as shrapnel. He was found to be a career offender based upon his serious prior criminal history. A 29-year-old Plymouth woman was arrested Thursday after she was charged with two counts of child endangerment. On February 28, 2021, the Mason City Police Department called a 144 6th Street Southwest on a report of an unresponsive child that was not breathing. The infant was later pronounced dead at Mercy One North Iowa Medical Center. An investigation began into the welfare of the child, another infant in the residence, and the other children who lived there. Alyssa Marie Luca Plymouth was charged with child endangerment resulting in death. That's a Class B felony. And for child endangerment resulting in serious injury, a Class C felony. These charges are based on Luke's alleged role as the custodial parent of these two children and her willful deprivation of proper nutrition. Luke is being held on a $100,000 cash-only bond at the Cerro Gordo County Jail. Last night, the Iowa State Patrol in Franklin County arrested 20-year-old Ricardo Sanchez-Garcia of Hampton for reckless driving and for speeding. Garcia is being held at the Franklin County Law Enforcement Center. Yesterday, a funeral service was held for 14-year-old Wyatt James Raska of Coulter, who died last Friday at Franklin General Hospital in Hampton. Wyatt loved trucks, so a call went out to have as many trucks as possible be part of a memorial convoy from Faith Baptist Church in Hampton to the Radcliffe Cemetery yesterday, and over 200 trucks showed up to take part in the convoy. In addition, a GoFundMe page was set up to help Wyatt's family. They had a goal of $24,000, and as of yesterday, that goal had been met as the number of donations topped 350. This week, the Thornton City Council approved to increase the water and storm sewer rates by 3% plus a $3 increase for a water main project. The Thornton Council voted to not increase the sewer and garbage rates for this year. Thursday night, the Hampton City Council approved two engineering services agreements with Crawford Engineering. One will be for the 2324 HMA Street Rehabilitation Program. The other will be for a parking lot development at 115 through 117 First Avenue Northwest. Teenagers would be allowed to work longer hours and in a wider array of jobs under a bill that's cleared an Iowa Senate subcommittee. Brad Epperle, a lobbyist for the Iowa Grocer Industry Association, says key parts of the bill will let 14- and 15-year-olds with a driver's permit drive to and from a job, and all kids of high school age could work later at night. Everybody uh, has, a, has a worker need right now. I think the latest uh, statistics are um, uh, in young people from 16 to 24, the job participation rate is like 56%. It's awful low. 17-year-olds, with some exceptions, could work at any time if the bill becomes law. The work hour limitations for other teens would be adjusted as well. Jessica Dunker is president CEO of the Iowa Restaurant Association and the Iowa Hotel and Lodging Association. 
She told lawmakers current law discriminates against kids who want to drive themselves to work. Privileged children who can afford to go to show choir and can be on the football team and can go to the prom and can go to the games, they get to drive there as long as they're on a path directly to and from the school. And yet work, kids who want to work at Culver's or anywhere else not afforded the same privilege. And that is an equity issue that I hope you, no matter what, you will take care of. Expanding work hours for teenagers, also a priority for the hospitality industry. Dunker says South Dakota, Nebraska, and Minnesota have already extended the hours students can work. Nine o'clock for a 15-year-old sophomore in high school, I, you know, I'm sure that they're probably doing something already, and probably it's a school activity, but if it isn't, then having kids have the opportunity to work is important. Connie Ryan, executive director of the Interfaith Alliance of Iowa, says children should not be asked to solve the state's workforce shortage. Do you remember the images of children in manufacturing and other dangerous work situations from the early 1900s? There is a reason our society said that it is not appropriate for children to work in those conditions. The bill would let teenagers do light assembly work in manufacturing plants and give state officials authority to issue waivers so teens could work in other industries. Ryan says it will be children from minority and immigrant households who wind up getting hurt. Wednesday, the Iowa Valley Community College District Board of Directors approved the fiscal year 2024 certified budget. We'll hold a public hearing about it on March 8th. The district has proposed a tax levy rate of $1.75 for $1,000 of assessed property of value, which is lower than the rate committed to during the general obligation bond approval. In other business, the IVCCD Board approved the board's annual meeting calendar through the 23-24 academic year. The Iowa Valley Community College District includes Marshalltown Community College and Ellsworth Community College in Iowa Falls. Sports betting is now legal in 36 states, including Iowa, and experts are predicting the betting on the Super Bowl is going to double what it was last year. Iowa Racing and Gaming Administrator Brian O'Rilco says the regular season and playoffs are key for sports books. Football season, both professional and collegiate football, very popular, not only in Iowa, but across the country. And so sports books really rely on this particular time period to drive their revenue for the year. He says sports betting has been strong again this football season, but could be leveling off from a record year. We are seeing a decline year over year from last year, I think, most of that is is likely due to just a decrease in the promotional offerings that we're seeing at a number of facilities or a number of sports books. Those promotions came as new companies are trying to find their market in Iowa. The rush to get up and running for sports books has turned into some consolidation. Uh, we're, we're not seeing uh, new companies applying for licenses. In fact, you know what we are seeing are, are companies being bought out or companies not operating and we had three of those this year and so um, so you know we are maybe seeing a, a little bit of a retraction in the market but at the end of the day those, those uh, four or five companies that have been strong continue to be strong and are really kind of driving this market. With everything settling in, Orielco says this year is likely to be a good benchmark for the future of the industry. This particular uh, year, August uh, of 2022, through uh, the summer of 2023 will be the best indicator of what to expect uh, in the future. And there will always be circumstances that will change. Sports betting by nature is pretty volatile in terms of revenue. 
but I think handle will start to become more predictable based on the numbers from this year. And he says the next two months wrap up the heaviest betting seasons. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 25 and a low of 7 degrees above zero. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.